Don't know you got a message till you got one, do you? Good evening. If you will, let's open to John <clears throat> chapter 11. I was trying to scribble down a couple of things last second. Like Paul said, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech. God's people don't. His preachers don't do that. His preachers don't do that. A very educated man uh, in the English language, that's his major, uh, a, a brilliant man, recently said, he was speaking in Hebrews 11, about how we know that there's an Old Testament, Sarah and Abraham and all these, that we see what they've done, and Lot and everybody else. And then, and then the Lord says, look at the faith Sarah had to conceive. Well, she didn't have life in her after she had life in her. <laughs> he writes it down as he did it. That's simple, isn't it? The Lord records what he did. And that's for us. That's simple. What's amazing, isn't it? I hope I'm simple tonight. Hope I'm simple. Uh, as an announcement, there's no meal this weekend. Only his. <laughs> we'll just absorb, observe his table. Uh, I know everybody's probably tight between the inflation and everything else, between Thanksgiving and Holidays coming up and traveling. Some some people here is traveling for a few weeks coming up. That gets expensive, and we'll just deserve the Lord's table this Sunday. No meal. John eleven. Top of my message is consider the expedient. After Lazarus was raised from the dead, it says in John eleven verse forty five. Then many of the Jews, which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees. They didn't stay there. They went to the religious folks and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, what do we do? Let's get all these brilliant minds together and we've got to figure something out. For this man doeth many miracles they knew that the Lord Jesus Christ had raised a dead man physically physically they heard that that's just a picture of spiritual life that he gives but they knew for sure a man was dead and then a man wasn't dead no more <laughs> and he said so we see miracle healers in our day or did when I was a kid growing up I don't watch that garbage no more on TV I don't have TV but old Benny Hinn, I said they'd high-five people's faces. you think if he could do miracles, he'd do something about his hair. <laughs> Couldn't he? Because that makes sense. Is it probable? Is it possible? Does it make sense, right? That's just good, good common sense things. That's foolish, isn't it? That's laughable. Laugh at him. If I could cuss and get away with it, I'd, I'd say the most deplorable things about them because it's a mockery. It's a joke. They knew this wasn't a joke. They knew this wasn't a joke. They said, this man doeth many miracles. Verse 48, if we let him thus alone, if we leave him alone, well, I wish I could leave him alone. I wish I could preach gospel and leave folks alone. Just say it and wait for the Lord to teach it. I can't teach nothing. Uh, I can't teach you anything. He can. I can't. And they said, if we leave him alone, if we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. Everybody's going to believe on this man. And the Romans, what's their problem with that? You getting religion? No. 
And the Romans shall come and take away both. Romans will come and take away two things, our place and our nation. They're going to take away this comfy land, that we, this town that we love so much, and, and, and the palm trees that they had and the good awesome views. They're going to take all that away. And our position, our place, our titles, our power, though it's under theirs. It's pretend, isn't it? <laughs> pretend power. It's under the Lord, isn't it? The Romans are going to come and take away our place and our nation, and we're going to be just like everybody else. Verse 49. Here's where I want to focus, verse 49 through 52. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all. Y'all fools. You don't know nothing. And that's what they're all sitting around, how much they know. They sit around and talk about how much they know. They talk about old dead men. And how much they know about old dead men. You see that? And this one pops up more than the rest of them. says, y'all don't know nothing. <laughs> nor, verse 50, nor, you don't know anything at all, nor consider. You don't even consider that this is expedient for us. You quit talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he is saving his people and he is giving life. Don't, don't get wrapped around the axles on that. You don't know nothing. You think how good this is for us. It's expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself. This wasn't his brilliant discernment. He didn't figure this out. But being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. And not only for that nation, not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. That's, that's a great idea. Let's kill him out of satisfy the Romans. We can keep our jobs. We ain't got to move. We ain't got to sacrifice nothing. That's what they said. Good idea. Let's kill somebody. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews. That was the end of his public ministry. You get that? We've got 10 more chapters left in this book. Chapters 13 through 18, that's one night. The Lord spoke to his people. He spoke to his children privately, by name, one-on-one, -on -one, in closed rooms. He comes triumphantly in on, a, on an ass, but he speaks only to his people. He does not have a public ministry anymore. You ever seen a ministry stop? And move. I've seen it. I, I told you what the last one ever is going to be. It's back here on the wall. Last newsletter. I pray for those brethren down there. That man's ministry stopped in that area. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence to a country near the wilderness and to a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. That's good news. <laughs> That's not scary. He said, Lo, I'm with you always. He stayed with his people, didn't he? Now, Cephas, he had a father-in-law. He was the high priest. He had a father-in-law named Annas. And Annas was the high priest. Now, wait a second. There's only supposed to be one of them, ain't they? Well, they were co-high priests. They were. We read that in Acts. We'll see that in Luke. We see it. When we get to chapter 18 here, we're going to see this again, those two. He takes him to his father-in-law. For they come to Caiaphas. 
says in Ananias and Caiaphas being the high priests, plural. They were the high priests there in Luke 3. It tells us this. The word of God came unto John, John the Baptist. They had two high priests. They were co-high priests. God didn't give them his word. He gave it to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist went all right Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. He'd come preaching the truth, didn't he? It says that same year, verse 49, he was the high priest that same year. It was one year at a time. The Lord established this. It's a lifetime position. Did you know that? When the Lord gave a high priest, it had to be the house of Aaron, the Arianic priesthood, and when he gave a high priest, that, was, that man was a high priest till he died. This wasn't a temporary billet. He didn't move around, and, and well, it's my turn, and we'll take turns, and I'm going to do it two years here, and then I'll go two years there, and I'll keep moving on up. This ain't the Jeffersons. God gave him, when God gives a man, it's forever until he dies. Why would why'd they have two of them? How come they, they had two right now instead of one? Well, the Romans appointed one. And the Jews appointed one. They'd keep everybody happy. Well, you like this one and you like that one. We'll just hire both of them. And it was an appointed billet for a temporary time. And it was a political thing. They were there for money gain or pride or favors or quid pro quo or something was going on for this man to be high priest for a year. For a year. Has anything changed? Has anything changed? We'll see he's a hireling here in a little bit. Nothing's changed, has it? They got to keep everyone happy. They got to keep their offices, their position. They have to keep their nation. They got nice houses. They don't want to leave them houses. We read in Jeremiah 23 the Lord said, Behold, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams. I had a dream. Didn't a reverend say that one time? <laughs> A whole lot of people standing on prophecies in this day and age. That's exhaustive hours upon hours of nonsense droning on about nothing. And that's exactly what it is. It's nothing. Dung. Dung. The Lord said, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies. Someone's telling lies to make them look to something other than Christ. And by their likeness. That means, well, that ain't that big of a deal. We're going to add a little something. Now, this is important. This is the gospel. But now, now here's just a little side note. Not according to the Lord. That's not a little side note, is it? Is that just a little fair warning? God doesn't say so, does he? It's plain. He said, yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all. I, I want to be as plain as I can be. You were not saved under an Arminian gospel and then happen to stumble into attending the right church. Do you hear me? You weren't listening to a false gospel and were saved then. It's not so. God said it wasn't going to profit his people. You need to pay attention to that. He ain't lying. That ain't my opinion. That's what he said. He said these, these people that lie to his people, they shall not profit them. Well, a little bit. He said at all. <laughs> at all. What about this Sif? He's about to preach a little bit. It's going to be in contention. It's going to be opposite day. We'll see that. He said, you don't know nothing. And then he says, nor. That's a negative. Nor do you. Here's something we need to pay attention to him. I've I got to say this. For you all, the, these false prophets, be careful who you throw your weight behind. 
You hear me? Be careful who you support, who you quote. See if this is right. Right here. He says something that's absolutely accurate. And a broke clock's right twice a day. Now, you going to spend your life savings on a broke clock? Spurgeon can't tell you this. Gil can't tell you this. You be careful who you share on, on the Internet. Be careful what you thumb up because what you put your name behind is who you. Would you like to gather up with this one? This one that, that consulted to slew, slay the Lord? Better watch them. There's some wolves in sheep clothing. It's, 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 it's flat out. Be careful what you post. And for me, <laughs> I need to pay attention to this man. This is for me to not think too much of myself. I happen to preach. So did Judas. Today I'm going to tell you about the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who he is, who we are, what he did, what's plumb done forever. What about tomorrow? Where does that leave me? Begging for mercy. Lord, keep me. Keep me. Don't let me be taken away with this world. Don't let this world kill me. Don't let this world take my mind. Don't let me, don't let me do anything else. Don't, don't let me leave me to myself. Keep me looking to your son. He must do it. I pray this is a lifetime appointment. <laughs> I entered it to, to stand and preach the gospel until I can't stand and preach the gospel no more. I pray that's the Lord kill me or stop me from doing it. Verse 51, John eleven fifty one. Speaking of Caiaphas, and this spake he not of himself. <laughs> he didn't do this. But being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. It pleased the Lord in the preparation of his son to be a, a sacrifice for many. It pleased him for the high priest, the office that he gave at that time and that season to declare the simplicity of the gospel. Even in ignorance. Doesn't matter who was there. It could have been a, a rock. It could have been an ass. It could have been anything. But the Lord was pleased to have the high priest in Jerusalem declare Christ. And you know what happened? He did. You get that? Though it was ruined by a man. It came out of a man's ruined mouth. It was accomplished for the glory of God. Verse 49 says, And one of them named Caiaphas, Caiaphas, I can't get that name right, I'm trying, Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year said unto them, You know nothing at all, nor consider that this is expedient for us, that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. He said, You don't know nothing, nor do you consider. That's an opposite of what we preach. We begin things, Brethren, you know some things. You know some things. God's taught you some things. Isn't that precious? What if Elon Musk taught me something? Do you think you would know that, that I would tell you that? <laughs> he gave me a penny. <laughs> That's nothing to him. He gave me a penny. The Lord's taught you some things. That's precious. And you consider. Caiaphas said you don't consider. You do consider. That's what we looked at Psalm 28, wasn't it? We regard Christ. You regard him. You consider him. What do those mean? Consider means not like, well, we consider if I'm going to buy a four-door Chevy. I kind of weigh it out a little bit. See what the price is? No, this means deeply reckon. Deeply. 
dwell upon. And he said, you don't consider that this is expedient. You know what expedient is? Our special advantage, an extremely special advantage. I want us to reckon. I want you and I to consider the serious advantage, the expedient good news of one man tonight. What was the message? Though it was inverted, right? It said nor. <laughs> what was this message? Verse 50. Nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man, one man, should die for the people that the whole nation perish not. First thing I want to look at. Did you, did you read that? That's amazing, isn't it? That's so simple. That's not complicated words like Paul was talking about, is it? That's simple stuff. First thing to consider, I want you to dwell. I want you to consider deeply, thoroughly on one man. One man. That one man. That's the person of our salvation. The simple good news. The person of Christ. Paul told us at church in Corinth, he said, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband. I've told you about one man, haven't I? Is that what I've told you? That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means. Well, that would never happen, Kevin. Paul said any. God, the Holy Spirit, moved Paul to write any. Lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I want, you, I, I want to preach one person to you. I want to espouse you to one person. And I don't want anything taking your mind and pointing it somewhere else. From him. To turn from him is to turn to something else, isn't it? That's what those words mean. That's real simple. I don't want that to happen. I have a godly jealousy over you. Don't look to anyone. Don't fear. Don't fear anyone or anything. Don't honor anything. Don't desire anything other than one man. One person. Who's that person? What did he do? <laughs> Peter said, who his own self bear our sins in his own body. <laughs> his own self in his own body. He bear our sins on a tree. One man did one thing. That's simple. That's plain. That we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Mm. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 verse 9. <coughs> Hebrews 10, verse 9. <clears throat> then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. This one man, willingly, in his body, his own body, his own self bear our sins one time. Verse 11, And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. They just do this over and over. Physical exercise. Bodily exercise. Going through the motions. But this man, this one man, this man, 
after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, for by one offering, one man, the God-man, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. You know that. Caiaphas said, you don't know nothing. You know that. How? The Holy Ghost is a witness to us. The Lord's taught us that. He spoke to that, didn't he? Why did the Lord have to die? Back in our text. I want to consider something else. Consider this good news. Consider this expedient towards us. The person of Christ, the one man, and the work. Verse 50. Consider that this is expedient for us, that one man should die. That's the work. One man should die. What's it say? For the people. That the whole nation perish not. He must work a work we cannot. What happens if he doesn't die? The whole nation perishes. His whole nation. That means everybody. (laughs) There's no hope. He doesn't willingly lay down his life, this one man. Nobody's got hope. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Why would we die? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through one man, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. He had to die our death. What's that called? Substitution. He's a substitute. I was supposed to be there, but he was there instead of me. I deserve death. That's what I earn. My wages is death. I sin. He paid it. Get that? And then I got his payment. I got what he worked for. You got what he worked for. You were made him. He was made us. Bore it. One man in his body. His own body. On his cross, a Roman cross, that'd keep him Romans happy. That's probably Annas' idea, wasn't it? He bore it. He became us. He was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. What's the righteousness of God? What's the holy act from a holy nature of a holy God? Christ. We're made him. We're made him. How can that be? With man, that's impossible. I can take your penalty. If you've been sentenced to 10 years or you have to do 20 push-ups or, or whatever, I can take your penalty for you in man's courts and man's ability and man's ideas and this land, can't I? I can't take your guilt. He did. The holy God looked on the Lord Jesus Christ on a Roman cross after he'd been beaten and abused and spit on and cursed and ridiculed and made fun of and things that won't just make me fight mad. I don't want to cut off more than an ear. <laughs> and the Lord looked at him and saw me. He saw you who he died for, his people. And he saw us and he killed him. He turned his back on him. And because he did that and he bore our guilt and our sin, and our shame that we ought to have that we don't. He bore all that for us. The Lord saw us in him and killed him. 
He looks at us now and says, my good and faithful son, perfection, <laughs> come. You hungry? I got a table ready for you. You're going to stay with me forever, forever, ever, eternity. We don't even know what that means. Without end. With man, that's impossible. Man can't even explain it, much less do it. And you sure ain't going to come up with it. With God, oh, what wisdom. What wisdom. He's just the whole time remaining holy. And he's the justifier. And what's he teach us? A little question. We see who he is. We see we ain't him. <laughs> we see who we are, don't we? We see his work. Substitution. What we come asking? Where's the lamb? What Isaac asked Abraham? We've been taught some things. We consider some things. Daddy, where's the lamb? What Did he have a, a deep theological dissertation of 47 pages to explain it to him? Son, God will provide himself a lamb. That means he's going to provide himself a lamb for himself, and he's going to provide himself. He's going to be the lamb. That ain't hard words, is it? Turn over Romans 3. Well, Romans 5. We'll see the work of this one man, the substitution. <clears throat> Romans 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. What did Adam do? What was the person and work of Adam? He's our seminal head. We're born into his race, his nation. He's our representative. He did something. He brought sin into this world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Look down at verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, after the same manner, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men in the justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience, the perfect work, the person and work of one shall many be made righteous. That's what that one man did. Made his people righteous, his nation righteous. The Lord said, I'm the good shepherd. I give the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But him that's a hireling. They're not the shepherd. They ain't his sheep. They see the wolf coming, and they leave the sheep. They run. They ain't his sheep, and the sheep are scattered. The Lord had to teach me that this evening. I was out cutting kindling. It's going to be cold tonight. I'm going to start up a wood fire. And I heard some cluckling. I'd let my chickens out. I walk my chickens in the evening. I put a big compost pile, make a big pile, and then they jump on it and spread it out, and then we hilt back up the next day, but we lock them back up. And I heard something. I come up the hill and I got a hatchet in one hand. Y'all been to the house. Come around the side of the house. Come up there to the top where the car's parked. And I saw a goat running with a chicken in its mouth. And I thought, what? Goats don't eat chickens. What in the world is going on? No, it was a bobcat. Wildcats in Kentucky down in Amet County, Mississippi. They called them souped up Billy Wildcat. A lynx. Yeah, I had one. Huge. Well, I got an axe in my hand. I'm from Kentucky. I ain't scared of no wildcat. Picked up rock and threw it at it. Get out of here. And it dropped the chicken. That was my chicken. He ain't getting away with that. 
I went hiring. I own them in, in chickens. Lord owns this chicken. Get that? He ain't scared no wildcat. But the hireling, like Caiaphas, they scatter the sheep. They're in it for themselves. That's what he said back in John 11. He said, he spake not of himself. He said, I ain't dying for them. <laughs> One man's going to die. It ain't me. I'll tell you that right now. Turn back to Romans 3. Romans 3, verse 23. <clears throat> Romans three twenty-three: For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a mercy seat, technically a lid of the mercy seat. That's where all the blood is. An acceptable atonement covering, an acceptable bloody sacrifice. God made Christ that through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. That's what, who he is, what he did, he come to do, to, to bear his people in a way we don't even understand, much less can describe, to become us, to make us like him, to conform his people to Christ, give us a holiness. There's a new man in us that cannot sin. That's necessary to be in the presence of God. Moral innocency ain't going to do you a lick of good. You can't even have the possibility of sinning in front of him. He made us that way. Where's boasting then? Verse 27. <laughs> People say, I accepted Jesus. I figured out the doctrines of grace. I was locked in a basement somewhere and had Mordecai Ham's commentary, and I figured it all out. No, you didn't. That's boasting. Stop it. <laughs> Smack him on the hand. Stop that. Where's boasting then? It's excluded by what law? We've got to have a law, don't we? Here's a law for you. Works? No, but by the law of faith. Believe Christ, do what you want. <laughs> You'll serve him. If you believe him, you'll follow him. If you believe him, you'll be with other people that believe him. You will. That's so. Back in our text, John 11. John 11, verse 50. Caiaphas says, nor consider, right? He's, he's speaking in the negative, and he's telling the truth in the negative. You get that? It's like putting a minus sign in front of numbers. That means you ain't got none. It's negative. Yeah, I had that happen to me once. A couple of y'all was there. I preached a funeral one time, and I got up, and the best of my ability, I told people who God was, who man was, and what Christ did for sinners. Bow to him. And a man got up who was not invited right behind me and preached the opposite of everything that come out of my mouth and made eye contact with me the whole time. You sitting right there with me. He knew what he's doing, nor negative. That's a bad way to argue. I, I say the opposite of anything you say. <laughs> Don't argue that way. <laughs> Don't preach that way either. He says nor, but here's what he was saying. Consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. First thing I want you to consider that's expedient. First thing you consider that's so advantageous, so good for us. Consider this good news. The person of the one man. The holy God man. Second thing I want you to consider. To deeply, thoroughly think about. 
and, and how this is good news for us, his work, he willingly laid down his perfect, sinless life, his holy being for us. Now, thirdly, consider this good news. Consider this expediency. Who's this for? It says to die for that nation. Are you Jewish? Well, me neither. Are we alive 2,000 years ago? I'm not. I'm alive right now. Is that good news for you? There's a semicolon there. Look at the next verse, verse 52. And not for that nation only. Not for a physical nation. And not just for his people in that day. But that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Who's that? Great multitude. How many are there? No man could number. What nation are they from? All nations, all kindreds and peoples and tongues. That's who's going to stand before his throne. That's what Revelation 7, 9 says, isn't it? What did Paul tell the, those Galatians? He said, there is neither therefore Jew nor Greek. It don't make any difference. He's talking about his nation, his people. That he died for spiritual Israel. There's neither bond nor free. There's not slaves and masters, not employees and employers. Get that garbage out of your head right now. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. That one that lived perfect, that we was made one with, we're one in him. You and I are. We are. We're one in him. Isn't that something? Our Lord said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that's in hireling, and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. He's the good shepherd. His under-shepherds just tell you how good the good shepherd is. What works he did. That's it. That ain't hard, is it? He told us in John 6, 37, he said, all that the Father giveth me, that whole nation they're talking about right here, and the ones that scattered abroad and the nations throughout time, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And he that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. He said, they shall come to me. Now I ask you, what does God mean when he says shall? What does your God mean? <laughs> he says it's done. That's going to happen. Well, what, what if something, what nothing? His people's going to come to him. It's going to happen. He said, they shall come to me. And those that come, they're going to, right? He said, they shall. He won no wise cast out. Those that that one man lived perfect for and died for, and that nation, he should gather. Who's going to gather all his people? Is that left up to you? Is that left up to your good works and your Bible planting and church planting? And I got offered a grant today because we're a small church. No strings attached. Kept saying no strings attached. And I said, there's about, about as many times they said that, it's about how many strings are attached to it, I guarantee you. Keep your money. Lord don't need your money. If I don't need your money, Lord sure don't need your money. I can tell you that right now. Keep it. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me, and I will give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The man, the one, one man, the God-man, lived perfect for his people. He willingly died for those people. He took their place in substitution and their satisfaction. What if his substitute wasn't no good? What if it didn't count? What if he's not risen? 
right? If he be not risen, you're dead in your sins. That's important, amen? A substitute has to be, there has to be satisfaction. Fourth thing, to consider, to deeply, thoroughly chew on. This is the last thing. I'll let you go, okay? Satisfaction. The person, the work of the person for a people, it's eternal and it's accepted of the Father because of where he is now, because of what he's doing right now, interceding for his people, ruling and reigning. A double L, all things. My unbelief makes me afraid. My unbelief makes me sad and depressed and not happy with what I got. I was talking to a brother today. I talked about first world problems. I was sad because I had to break in my new micro or uh, uh, cushy foam shoes, <laughs> memory foam shoes. That's a first world problem. Man. <laughs> That's terrible. The Lord gave me that. If he didn't give me any shoes, I ought to thank him. He's wise. He's holy. He knows all things, and it's for my good and for his glory. Amen. You got the sniffles? Good. You got a bug bite? Good. Praise him. Thank him. Revelation 1.5 says, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He did all that, didn't he? He did all of it. And hath made us. What's our place? And our nation. Our nation's the kingdom of God. They were worried to death about losing their place in their nation. Wasn't it? This ain't my home. I got a nice house. Air conditioner works. Heat works. Running water. That's nifty. Ain't my home. Lord burn it to the ground. That's fine. It's his home. He's letting me stay there. It ain't my home. This world ain't my home. My nation's his nation. His kingdom. What's my place in it? This is unbelievable. He hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. What did I do in any of that? <laughs> what did you do in any of that? Thank you. You know what you do? You go worship him. If you're his, you will. He's able to get your attention. Make you fall on your face and say, oh. to say like one of, those, one of those brothers said something like that a long time ago, didn't he? He said, he came into the world, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. I'm chief of them. I'm chief of them. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. We're thankful that it pleased you to proclaim Christ to a nation, to a people that were given to him before time, that you've purposed to be made like him, that he lived perfectly for. His work was to be made like us, Lord. How unimaginable. The bottom of that pit. And we're made like him. How unimaginable and unfathomable the perfection of his righteousness. Will put a new heart in us that makes us grateful. Make us consider these things and make us consider how beneficial, how glorious and wonderful this is for us. And it's all for your glory. Thank you for this day. Lord, forgive us for what we are. Forgive our unbelief and strengthen us. 
increase our faith. Be with our brethren that aren't with us, Lord. and Draw them near unto you. Assemble them with us. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen.